Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! It's showtime. 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 It's showtime. Showtime! And now, here is your host, Warwick Mary. So today we want to talk about sharing the speaker love. So I'm thrilled that I've got um, a couple of different speakers and people associated with the meetings industry. It's Valentine's Day, and what better way to share Valentine's Day than with the love? So um, I just wanted to, to ask you, and maybe I'll start with you, Donna, is how do you like, as a speaker, how do you like to be shown the love when you're speaking at events? Um, I like to see the body language from people. I speak, I speak in the space of technology and tips and shortcuts and how to be more productive with Microsoft Office. And what I love to see and is, I guess, a metaphorical light globe going off over someone's head. That just gives me great joy and satisfaction. Or people going, oh, my God, if only I'd known that last week. Uh, you know, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, <laughs> I would be a very, very rich woman. So that's one of the ways I love to, uh, love to find out how um, my audience are going. Okay, cool. So you're getting that good positive feedback. Now, Dorothy, just give us a bit of a rundown. You're a speaker legend as well. <laughs> um, I speak on overcoming obstacles and starting goals no matter when and next 100 yards approach to whatever goal you want to take on. So, uh, and I speak to associations and corporate groups and so on. So, so how do you like to be shown the love when you're speaking? I think it's a combination of what's really wonderful to me is to see people go, gee, I can do that. I can take this on. And then the other thing is to hear back from them afterwards of, you know, you not only inspired me, but I actually I did this and look at what the accomplishment was. And that's really a wonderful thing. Okay. So, Mel, you obviously speak around the joint, uh, doing some great stuff, social media. Yep. I'm going to throw the word legend. I think today's word's legend. Love and the legend. So how do you like to be shown the love when you're speaking or doing stuff at events? Uh, it depends on what the event is. But recently I've been doing a lot of small group training and I don't like to talk when I do small group training. I like to have the audience talk and I like them to you know, I like to throw questions out and I like them to discuss them so that they can, you know, come up with their own solutions and learn from each other in the room and learn what other people's right. experiences have been, particularly in, um, like, for example, at the moment I'm running a series of training sessions for the law, for a law, for a law organisation and I'm not a lawyer and I've never yep. worked as a lawyer and so I don't have as good an understanding of what their problems and challenges are in the social media and the communication spaces they have. And I can give them some guidance and some advice, but they have the best, you know, I like them to talk about what their issues are so that they can learn from each other. Hmm. Okay. Um, I find it interesting as a speaker frequently uh, that you'll go along and um, let me just backtrack a bit. I reckon that there's a whole lot of love in events and look, and I'm, I know I'm using the word love a lot and it's just because it's Valentine's Day. I think maybe either it's appreciation or gratitude or whatever it mm. is. But I think there's a lot of people who go overlooked. So mm. I just wanted to um, position 
maybe there are some considerations for who are the kind of people that need to be thanked. So whether it's um, the delegates for showing up. Uh, unfortunately, for a lot of events, it's a lot of people will, you know, just, well, the delegates have paid and they're here and so they should do this stuff. So whether they're actually showing some gratitude to them, uh, the actual suppliers, be it the AV crew, the hotels, the whatever else, yeah. um, you know, the, that kind of stuff is really important. Maybe looking at um, the, the speakers, showing thanks to the speakers, but also having the suppliers be appreciative. There are some speakers, um, and Dorothy, you might have come across a few speakers who uh, their opinion of themselves is a little higher than everybody else's. Have you ever run into anyone like that? Oh, yes, and don't the organisers hate that. <laughs> you know, I think there's a lot less tolerance for that today than there was in the past, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, and, and that's the thing. It's... it's um, it's all about you've got to you only you only get the next gig if you're good at the the previous gig. So um, you know it is it really is about uh, trying to make sure you continue to to show the love and appreciation. Mel, I uh, had to kick you off, but I'll get you back. Thank you very much. Um, what about you, Donna? Have you come across a few people with overinflated sense of self? Oh yes, oh yes. Um, I guess one of the challenges is if you're uh, speaking and you're one of several. You know, you've prepared all your stuff and, you know, you, you want to share your expertise with the audience, but you don't always know what the other people before you were going to say. And, you know, there can be an element of that crossover. And when you do that, you sort of feel like, you know, you can't deliver the value to people. And you've really got to think on your feet as to what you can do to give them the love because somebody else has already given them your love. You need to come up with something new that you can give them. So that's, that's a very interesting concept about the previous speakers that might have covered similar topics or talked about something. Um, Mel, I'm going to kick you off because you keep dropping off. Yeah, sorry And we might that. give someone else a chance and then get you back later. So if um, someone else would like to jump on, please feel free to do so. So, Donna, how do, you, how do you show the love to other speakers that acknowledge what they've said or um, just make sure that there is some flow on that's going on. I think it's really important that if you are speaking in an event that you arrive early, um, I'm always anal about arriving at least, uh, you know, an hour, maybe more before my designated time. And also uh, where I can, uh, ensuring I can arrive at the start of the day. You know, if I, I'm more of a morning person, I always request to be put on uh, in the morning or leading up to the lunch break, because I know that uh, my topic requires a little bit of thought. So you really need people to be mm -hmm. mentally engaged. And you tend to find that traditionally happens in the morning, unless, of course, it's a Sunday morning or a Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> when they've had a few beverages the okay. night before. Well, that, and that, that can be challenging. Like, you know, you've, you've sort of got to be considerate of the fact that a lot of people are in the room because they have to be and their head doesn't really want them to be there. And so how do you deal so with that? So coming back to your question about um, connecting to previous presenters, what you can do is just acknowledge what said and then you know maybe add your own take onto it or elaborate a bit further if, if that's not going outside of your area of expertise because there's nothing worse than trying to obviously extend something when you really don't know what you're talking about like you know I'm not likely to go in and talk about um, you know using a, a you know a, a jackhammer for example and sound like I'm authority 
but you know if I was making some sort of connection to something that I I could relate back to my area of expertise then that would be probably my approach yeah what about if one of the previous speakers has said something that's diametrically opposed to what you want to say have you ever had to deal with something like that and if so how would you deal with it look sometimes that's what sometimes are when you raise something with an audience and then there's somebody in the audience who wants to actually add their own two cents worth in you know they they you know they want to show their audience that they're the expert and i try to uh, pull some of that in and uh depending on the size of the group, try to include them in because often that can be part of building them up and making them feel like they're sharing the knowledge. Right. Um, and I think that's, you know, that's important is that there's got to be that love both for the audience and for um, the other people. Now, someone who's big on love is, of course, the lovely Helen Mack who's joining us now. Uh, Helen Mack from the Optimism Zone. So I'm going to try and get you on the line, Helen. Love to hear some of your perspective. Um, what what have been some of the best ways? There was an article out recently. And in fact, I'll put it in the show notes there, uh, which is, oh, where have I put it? Here it is. How to Thank Speakers. There's a great article on, um, on uh, BizBash. And because what people were doing is, I know I don't drink. And frequently when I speak, people go, thanks very much. Here's a bottle of wine. And I'll say, yeah, thanks very much. And a trick I learned from um, one of the other CSP speakers was to, the way to, to manage that is in the taxi on the way home, just say to the driver, here you go, here's a little tip, thanks very much, save carrying it around. Um, <laughs> Which then, of course, that means that you're encouraging talks taxi about drivers to The drink. way that a speaker wants to be thanked is a big profile picture, maybe a bit more of a social media burst, um, maybe... Um, something that's of uh, a bit more significant value. So, Helen, now that you've joined us, Resplendent in Orange as well, what are some of the ways that, as a speaker, you like to be thanked? Um, I actually oh, love the way that uh, that um, National Speakers does it, with a, a voucher for books or, you know, a voucher for something that, um, that speakers are into. So all of us are into development in some way. And that way we can do our own thing. We can, you know, get. We can even buy our great auntie May May Mavis a present if we like. But um, we uh, we write books, we read books, we give each other books. So I love um, a voucher for for something like a bookstore, or even an online voucher, something that I can either use for myself or give to someone else as well. What about, and, and I suppose here's something a little bit different that I'll open to, to everyone and we'll, we'll have some conversation about. How do you show your thanks? Like frequently as a speaker, we're going to be um, given a referral from another speaker. Maybe there's, um, I was recently, a PR firm who I've never heard of had referred me into a, a gig which I got, which is a significant gig. So I'm really interested. And this is also not to just the people on the video I know we've now got about uh, another quite a few people who are watching in. Um, love to um, love to hear how you share share your thanks. And uh, Russell gives iTunes vouchers in a joking kind of way. Um, so maybe Donna, how do you show your thanks to people who refer yeah, you? Yeah, look, uh, referrals are a huge part of my business and an area I'm looking to grow uh, a lot more with. And it, it sort of depends upon the relationship and uh you know what the situation is but for example just recently i was referred in by a cfo uh to a, a large travel company 
and it's resulted in a joint venture that's going to be quite um, uh, financially rewarding for both of us, for, for their clients and for, for us. And uh, so I just randomly sent him uh, a gift card to the movies where he could go to a really nice movie and have some food and I just popped it in the mail with no pre-warning or anything and I got a surprised email back from him saying oh wow that was so unexpected and so grateful you know we've got a young baby and my you know she's six months old and my wife and I haven't been out together since we've had the baby so you know and that you know that gives me great joy and it, I think it's also a great way of recognising to those people that, uh, you know, I, I really do value their trust that they've placed in me. But having said that, I'm, I'm also, sorry, Helen, I'm also mindful of the fact that there are some organisations where I just can't do that because their policy yeah. doesn't allow you to have any, any gifts or anything. Um, so it, it just might be maybe saying, look, can I buy you a cup of coffee? Yeah. I, I was going to facetiously say to, to Donna that you should include a could have should have included a babysitting voucher as it turns out with that um, that movie voucher. <laughs> Next time, um, just before just before Donna before Dorothy adds in, uh, I often use the voucher uh, principle for uh, clients and for um, speaker referrals and so on. Um, another good one, a general one to use, is a voucher for experiences. Um, I think it was Red Balloon or someone. <laughs> there were vouchers in um, yeah. in you could buy in Target or Kmart or somewhere, and you could actually buy a voucher for an experience and, and then they go onto the website and choose what they want to go, what they want to do. Um, I agree with Donna about the um, about the challenge. I've got several clients that have a, a limit. You can, you're only allowed to spend $50 and even if you spend $50, it's kind of question and all that sort of stuff. What I tend to do in that scenario is turn up at the office with a large watch of chocolates that can be shared with everybody. Yeah, yeah, great. Sorry, Dorothy. Well, Dorothy, I'd love yeah, to hear One of the things that I like to do is to, um, particularly if I'm working with somebody in a corporation where yeah, you have to be really careful about what you do in terms of gifts, is if you know anything at all about them, find out something that's fun and unique to them that would be, um, you know, like uh, I did one time did a bouquet of, of cookie flowers for somebody. Now they could share it around the office. It was very noticeable. It was, um, and it was just thanking that person for bringing me into that particular company because I knew that there was no way that he would be permitted to accept anything of monetary value from me. Um, and, it, and it had a much bigger impact anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amanda from the Master Plumbers Association. And hello, Amanda. Thank you for joining us. Lovely woman that she is. She made the, the comment that um, as an event planner, they want to do something memorable. And um, I was at that event. And people really appreciated the the themed kind of gifts that were really a token amount. Mm. And I think that's important. It's not about the amount. It's about the to It's about the, the somehow tying it in. As an example, I was very fortunate in that I hosted an event in um, Abu Dhabi. And as a thank you, they gave me a little um, Aladdin <laughs> lamp. Now, I'm, I'm sure it's probably made in China and dirt cheap, Has whatever. It but I've got to take it's still. I've still got it. This was a couple of years ago, and it sits in pride of place. Um, He's another still person for the genie did, to come out. Are you worried? <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Another person. I did. Um, I dressed up as Santa and did some stuff for their Christmas presents. And so they gave me a little Santa trophy with you know a thanks for all the laughs kind of plaque. You know, it's like so unexpected. 
not not a big deal. Um, and I've got to tell you, another one. They just had this little little plaque made up, and and I know I'm sort of going through my you know collectibles here. What else have I got in my desk? <laughs> but but it's the kind of stuff like this was a couple of years old as well, and now I'm hanging on to it because it's like I like to look at it, and for me, it's a memento of my success, and it's a memento of some some stuff that I've done. Uh, Russell also makes another uh, great comment that simple heartfelt uh, thank you notes and being yes. really authentic with the thank you and not just a generic i've had the secretary right thanks for being here it's been great but actually referencing something that's happened talking about that kind of stuff uh, I, I think is really important and uh, kerry welcome thank you for joining us um we are talking about how do we show the love at well, events? there's something else you can do as well that I, that I just thought of um taking on from what helen said about how a lot of us like to develop ourselves and read and so forth uh, even finding some of your own products etc might hit the mark uh, with the client that you're working with. Uh, I know on a number of occasions I've given people uh, CDs where I've heard they're having problems with, you know, um, how to work with templates in Word or being able to sort and filter lists in Excel. And I'll actually put together a custom CD for them and send some tips across and say, here, this is my gift to you to say thank you. And it's a gift of productivity. And I hope it gives that yeah, good idea. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I, I think also now with technology, it's a lot easier to just go a little bit above and beyond, uh, maybe a, a post-event little video or audio or something like that. Um, Helen, have you done that kind of thing? Uh, we, I have done, okay, um, not the CD or video, but um, down that line, Warwick, a, um, a password to a section of a website where perhaps I'll... Um, post up uh, a copy of you know the slides or a video of the presentation or as Donna says a little value add piece something that I've mentioned in the presentation and then a short video that encapsulates that idea that I didn't have time to share on the platform but that they can then take away and use whether that's something for in in my sort of um, personal leadership mindset piece or more in the sales mind leadership mindset piece you know here's here's an idea on handling objections that we didn't capture or talk about in detail um here's the hints or here's the tip sheet or whatever so that can that's another easy way to make it uh um, again uh, keeps it under the uh, cap for corporates um and something that they can then access wherever they are so it makes it a bit easier can i ask a question warwick sorry i'll put my hand up <laughs> dorothy i'd like to know yes. um in the us as, as far as uh gifts are concerned um you know how do how do people feel about resources and products and Lists, etc. Are physical items more popular, um, or are online resources um, better received? You know, I, I've tended to find that a physical product here has mm. uh, far more cut through because there's so much noise with technology. What's your experience? I would feel the same way. I think that um, this the online product or access to information is something that we get so much of through mm. lots of other sources that to be memorable, I think yes. it's something that's even just a written thank you note can be just a really, can be a big deal and they get kept. It's really amazing. Um, if, or something that is in some way personalized, it's great to also offer them an ongoing online resource or some something of special value. But if you want to cut yourself away from 
the kind of the noise, you, I think you really do need to go with something that's more of a physical or tangible in some way, like a voucher for books or, or something that's much more, I'm giving this to you uh, specifically. Uh, one of the things I tend to do as I'm traveling around is if I find um, a card, a physical card, a card that specifically relates to a client or a friend, I'll just grab it and throw it in the mail. But what I also do is collect cards as I'm traveling around, which for me I've always got, oh, funnily enough, they're either orange or with sunflowers on them. <laughs> Funny that. And then that means yeah, um, that's even more likely to be kept because people will just leave because it's a you know, bright colored card. They'll leave it on their desk for a couple of days. And sometimes that'll mean that other people will go, oh, what's, you know, what's that? It'll be more noticeable and perhaps more memorable. I've seen some great cards and have created over the years some cards with, with little, a little general message on the front um, that, that then is perhaps a reminder, like a, you, know, you can get them from Vistaprint or Moo or whatever. Um, so they, they become like an extension of your business card, only, only more fun postcard for them to put on their fridge or their um, filing cabinet or a, um, a, a physical card that you can write more notes in. I, I tend to find with postcards I run out of space. So um, the fold-up card that can stand up on the desk is a bit more useful. You've just got to write up the side there and around there. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> writing, writing like a snail pattern. <laughs> All, all the way around the steps. That would be a thing. Really small steps. <laughs> Great. Oh, now Warwick, he's lost his voice. That'd be a first. Oh wow, what's happened? Oh my goodness, what are we going to do with that Warwick being up the tour? Winston's pulled the audio down. I'm sure. <laughs> we can talk about him behind his back. <laughs> I can lip read. Let's just hope he doesn't say anything naughty. Yeah, still, no, can't you, uh, still, still can't hear you. Still can't hear you. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you start fighting with us. <laughs> uh, goodness me. The, the good news is it's not just us. No one can hear you. Yeah, that is that is the good thing. That is the good thing. So we can just keep having this conversation. We, we absolutely can. So, so the other thing I was going to, the other story oh, I was going to share that, that I, I wish I was, I, w I wish I was, uh, I, I've been thinking about how to get creative like this. I emceed a charity function for the Hunger Project um, a couple of years ago and the, and the speaker gift for everybody, what they'd done was they'd gone to a, a $2 shop, bought a nice little uh, sealed glass jar like with a sealed lid and then they'd printed basically on their local printer on their you know in office printer a little note saying thank you very much for helping us raise money for the hunger project and filled it full of rice because one of the things that that um the hunger project obviously buys is and shares is rice and so i actually had it as my i still have it as my rice container so i now use it in my um in my um, pantry for as my rice container and so it's just it's, it was very obviously they didn't want to spend any money it was a fundraiser so they didn't want to spend any money but they still wanted to have that gesture thing it's what Warwick said earlier about it's not about how much you spend sometimes it's about um, how much you think um I don't know if Warwick's back in just try moving your lips and let's see if something comes out no no sound still no that's your hand <laughs> this is your hand these are lips yeah, no, no, can't can't hear anything. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> how to make Warwick disappear? Um, many speakers use their image and brand. Is that annoying? I, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't. I have my image on um my website. 
I don't generally have it on my collateral because, you know, I'm a little bit of an introvert. That may come as a big surprise. Um, but, yeah, I'm a bit of an introvert. So, um, and I don't have any physical products that I give uh, to people like as a memorable giveaway. I do have products that might have my, my image on the back. What What about you, Dorothy? Do you have any sort of giveaway products that, that might have your image on it? And what's your thoughts about that? I, I don't at this point, but I think what is useful, and Helen, you kind of do this with your orange, is that if you have branding that is either a, a, a logo or an image or a color that you use consistently, you probably don't really need your image on it so much. Uh, your image is there through the color branding, and I think that that can work really well, and that's more the direction that I'm taking with what I... What I like to do. Now it takes some time for people to recognize that's your color and so on. But I, I don't think that I don't think that takes all that long. And and then people really do immediately associate something that comes in. It might have just a logo, but using the colors that you normally use. Mm. Mel's also mentioned that she had a card made with an image that she loves and blank inside, and her logo and details on the back. And she said she gets great feedback on that. Um, so I think yeah. that's a terrific idea, and I think it's Amanda from uh, Master Plumbers. She says using your image connects your personality with your name, and I think that's a good idea. Uh, I think so too. I think for me it's just working out what the right thing is. Um, uh, do we have it yet, Warwick? Testing one, two. No. No. Oh, he's trying a he's trying a bigger one, and that's still not working either. <laughs> <laughs> I love that facial expression. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing this so that, so that we have to <laughs> keep, keep going, keep going, yes. Um, the thing I was going, the uh, layer that I was going to add, Dorothy, to your comment was that I think uh, turning your logo or, or one of your messages into an image, a cartoon, a three-dimensional thing, I'm exploring at the moment sending sunflower seeds as one of the kind of the follow-up pieces. Um, they're, they're light because the other thing is, oh, um, they're, they're light, they're um, uh, it's just refreshing easy yourself. to, yeah, he's refreshing himself. It's going to be a his makeup. That could be it. Um, actually, let me and, show you uh, he's back, he's back, he's back. We need back? fantastic. Oh. Big uh, Russell Pearson for the technical advice there. Uh, make. <laughs> Make someone else a co-host and then refresh and we're away and now I've got the dulcet tones back. Isn't it always just turn everything off and start again? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's it. Thanks, Barry. Um, but, but you've been doing so well without me. I might just disappear stage left. Oh, no, don't do that. We missed you. Actually, let me show you. I'd like to show you something that I'm, I'm starting to use at um, work. I don't know if you realize this, but I, I do triathlons. And this, if I can get it to show up, is oh, kind, fantastic. Of kind of the, the way that I'm using an image with a swoosh, and I have a version of it that has a tagline in it as well. But it, just the bike and the swoosh is enough for people to recognize who I am. Okay. Mm. Thankfully, the swoosh is the right way. It doesn't create any copyright issues. No, it certainly doesn't. <laughs> and I, I hesitate to even call it a swoosh because of that. But it yeah. has sort of evolved when we were doing the logo development. And no, it's not related to the 
snaky yes. swoosh. <laughs> no, it's not a swoosh. That, that other one. Yeah. No, it's not a swoosh. It's a, it's a swirl or a slide. I, I, think a... That, I think that it's a very interesting just talking about some of the different branding and some of the different stuff that people are doing in the way that they're thanking people. I think we need to draw a very fine line between when we're thanking people, making sure our brand's represented, but the focus is totally on the person we're thanking. Because I've seen speakers, and in fact, some of my clients have said, these guys send me so much stuff with their photo on it, I'm sick of it. As soon as I get it, I ditch it. That was one of the things you were talking about, Donna, wasn't it? Yeah. So um, um, So it's creating that balance, isn't it? Yeah, I really think so. Um, and it, it really comes back to that underlying message of who are you thanking, why are you thanking, and what's the action or outcome you want from it. And sometimes it's uh, you don't want anything from it. You just want to con- con- convey gratitude. Mm. So you can do something as subtle as, for example, using a sunflower or the color orange versus going, Here's Helen Mack and all my orangey goodness and look, you know, I'm so good and I'm saying thank you and I'm good for saying thank you. You know, it's that less is more. Hmm. Sometimes I think it's a matter of just listening in your your dialogue with the people that you're working with and it's not necessarily about, um, it's about listening as part of your normal process and trying to dig deep and find out what it is, like Dorothy said, that people are interested in. Like, uh, you know, um, every time I see something about, you know, um, a marathon or triathlon somewhere, I'll think of Dorothy now. Um, but I'll, uh, I'll listen to my clients and they'll talk to me about, like, I've got one client who, who has a fur baby. She tells me she has Only a dog. One. She, she doesn't have children. She has a fur baby. So, you know, every time I talk to her, I go, "How's how's um, uh, Lenny? His name is your fur baby, and you know what's Lenny been up to?" And you know, um, I'm waiting to find the right time to send her some dog biscuits. Now, you wouldn't normally send dog biscuits to your clients, but. Um, I think it's fantastic. But, you know, but it's just about listening and being mindful and being present and not trying yeah. to just do something because that's the right thing to do at the time. Uh, it's about And, and it is being, being that, that creative. Yeah. And, 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 yeah. and as you say, listening and understanding what's going on for them. Which is why, as you said, Warwick, it's about showing the love. It's not about, it's not about, um, thanks for that gig, give me another one. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Lit- it is absolutely about thank you for being for being part of my business, for supporting me, yep. and and here's something that I, as Donna said, I heard is important to you. Uh, I, ha- I remember yep. hearing years ago someone, I do a lot of work in the automotive industry and so on, we're always looking for creative ways to thank clients in the automotive industry and your story reminded me, Donna, of a guy who sold someone like one of those, you know, those they're, they're bigger, than a, bigger than a ute and smaller than a truck, you know, those, those <laughs> like an I don't SUV. know what to call them. Yeah, and only not quite tradey. People buy them to you know go on. on yeah. No, not SUV. They have not okay. a trade. Somewhere in between. Yeah, and um, there are lots of them in America. Everyone drives. They call the tr- them trucks in America is cars, but they're not um, like they're not you know, transport trucks. Anyway, what he realised was that the, the one of the yeah the, the main the main travellers in the back were going to be these two fur babies, bloody great big fur babies, and so the person the salesperson. Um, made up, got made up, two dog water bowls with non-slidey ones so they could be used, you know, kind of in the back of the truck when they were parked, Not obviously not when they were driving, with the dog's names on them. That's creative. And 
You yeah. would have thought that he'd spent, you know, that he'd bought him a, a Mont Blanc pen for the amount of um, ex- excitement and, and thrill that the yeah. guy got from these two painted and, dog and that's balls. the same. That's the same with there's a. Um, a drive-through bottle shop uh, in the country, and what they did is they just bought a massive bag of dog biscuits, and every time a tradie would go through with a dog in the back, they give him a couple of dog biscuits. Now, oh, what that brilliant. is is knowing brilliant. your customer and knowing what they're after. Brilliant. That's really. Hey, brilliant. now I'm going to rotate things up a little bit, and Helen, yeah. I'm getting dizzy watching you move around. Oh, sorry. So, um, without uh, wanting to dismiss you, feel free to stay on and have a look, but I'm going to kick you off. Good. Do that. And Warwick, and then, I'm going to uh, have to jump you. off here because I need to get going, so I'll let you open up right. my for someone Thank else. Nice to meet you, Dorothy. It's you great to well. talk Thanks, Dorothy. All right. <laughs> Excellent. Go now, I'd love... I'd love for some other people. Oh, I've cut her off. Sorry about that. I'd uh, love for some other people to jump on and join us as well. Amanda, if you're willing to, that would be sensational. Um, but uh, if not, that's cool too. Mel, if your system's going strong enough, or Russell, love to have you on board. Um, again, today where we're talking about how do we show the love with events uh, in particular, and this is not just from the speaker's point of view, but also from the events uh, organizer's point of view, because it really is uh, challenging. Uh, okay, so Amanda doesn't have a camera or a microphone. That's all right. We love you anyway. Super Russell, someone else we love. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Warwick. It's very good to be here again. Um, and <laughs> so I, I went you... through that glitch the other day uh, where uh, my I pulled my microphone out because it was making static noises, and I thought, this will work. Put it back in, and then they couldn't hear me. Uh, and you can <laughs> if there are people in the call, you can actually leave as a host and come back. There you go. Oh, fantastic. Got fantastic. Nice technology. work. We love see sharing the love, sharing the ideas, that's what it's about. Absolutely. Yeah. So in business for you, Russell, what's one of been one of the best ways that someone has shown you the love? I literally got an email two minutes ago where I nearly teared up. I <laughs> Oh, don't, I'll just, just go and get some tissues for you. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we, had a, we had a major incident happen this week with uh, a bit of technology ourselves, and we had an entire data centre go down, uh, and it was a very big deal. Mm. And I sent out a very hat-in-hand email uh, the next day explaining what had happened, explaining what we're going to do to improve things in the future. Just got to this other email. Thanks so much, Russell. I love dealing with Crimson Fox because they are so professional and helpful. Have a great week. Just little things like that, little thank you notes where they actually appreciate you um, and understand where you're at. Just they're awesome. So for me, it's it's the note and the and what you said before, Donna, about the um, hearing what they're saying and understanding where they're at. So whether it's a, a fur baby or whether it's one of their own children, they're having a birthday, they're going in for an operation, whatever it is, just letting them know that you were thinking of them. I think to take the point of what happened in your scenario about a a server going down, um, I think when stuff like that happens, when bad stuff happens or stuff that you really don't want to happen happens, it's about acknowledging uh, that something's happened and keeping the lines open and letting people know. And and I find it's when you shut up shop and you don't talk to people, that's when people get really cranky. But if you communicate to them, just in the same way that you'd like to be communicated with, you know, I like to know what's going on. So if I've sent out a, um, a proposal to speak at an event and uh, I've said I'm going to follow up on a certain day, I'll follow up on that day. And if I don't get a response, I'll keep following up because, you know, I'm true to my word. 
Uh, and I think that that's really important too, that people understand that they can they can trust you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and we've learned that lesson in the past and I think we came out, uh, uh, you know, it all worked out in the end, which was fantastic. Uh, with the theme that we're talking about today, I'm actually really interested from a uh, an event organiser point of view because we do a lot of events for people at the same time as some speaking. Uh, and uh, we are often needed to thank uh, speakers. How do the two of you as speakers like to be thanked? I know you've shown me some of the little gimmicks, but how do you personally like to be thanked? Well, I know Warwick said he doesn't really like wine. Um, <laughs> you can always give it to me and I'll swap him for something else. I'm going to tell you, i got a fantastic collection. I bet. Look, I... Um, I occasionally get wine, but I'm very restricted in wine. I can't drink red wine. I'm allergic to red wine. Oh, wow. And it seems for some reason that people want to give me red wine. So I'd much rather things like vouchers. I love to read, um, you know, and, and particularly if I'm not in my home state or I'm overseas, I want something yeah. that's light and easy to carry. I've lost track of... Uh, you know, the, the number of times where I've been overseas and, you know, been given something where you've got to bring it back and you're going, thanks, and then you just go, how am I supposed to get this back? Or I'm only <laughs> using carry-on and, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm flying from the Gold Coast and I'm only, I've only got carry-on because I've only been there overnight and somebody gives me this bottle that I've got to, you know, carry all the way back home or drink at the airport. <laughs> no. So you know, to, to me, um, I sometimes feel like a, a gift like that is an easy way out. You know, people tend to default to that, uh, that or chocolates. Uh, you know, and and um, yeah, what's know? wrong with chocolates? Obviously, they can get hot and they can melt and all those things. But is that a better option than wine? And also nowadays, with everyone's, you know, I'm gluten free. I'm fructose malabsorption. I don't eat sugar. I'm can only eat dark chocolates, but not light chocolates. And oh, is it ethical and organic GMO? Blah 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 blah. Like man, there is just it's a minefield. So you can actually say thank you to someone and offend them at the same time. Yes. <laughs> so and the way know, that's, that's the, the way that I like to be thanked. Sorry, what was that, Donna? I was going to say, and that's frustrating because you feel like you've delivered on your part of the arrangement, but they haven't acknowledged your contribution. So sometimes it makes you feel like you haven't been um, valued. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and it's like, as an example, like, you know, people give me wine and I don't drink and, and that's okay. And I'm very grateful for it and I get I, and I take it for the thank you that it is. It's frustrating when I've spoken to the organiser beforehand and said, look, I don't drink and sometimes people give the bottle of wines as gifts, just letting you know it's not required or, you know, if you're looking for something, you know, iTunes voucher, whatever. Um, and, you know, because if they, they start that conversation and then to then receive the wine after we've had the conversation and they haven't heard, that's a bit of a yeah, pain. Absolutely. But the way that, like, to go back to your question, Russell, on when you're running an event, how do I thank a speaker? The key, the key way to thank someone is to understand what are they here for? So if your speaker is there because they're going to talk to your audience and they want to walk away with two leads, why wouldn't you say to them, look, afterwards, really thank you. I was speaking to Fred yeah, from XYZ yeah. and Jane from BQR. They were so keen. Let me send an email to introduce you and have lunch, coffee, blah, blah, that blah, blah, yeah. blah. Like that is a quality, quality way to say thank you. Um, 
the article that I put the link in before talked about if you can profile your speaker bigger than Ben Hur, uh, and there was they had this you know massive banners with a dude's face on it, and he's just like, man, all of a sudden I thought I was a rock star, <laughs> you know. That, that kind of high profiling, maybe an update on their Wikipedia page, maybe an incredible testimonial on LinkedIn. Yeah, like, that's the kind of stuff that adds huge value and costs nothing. And at the end of the day, it really is looking at what's the person doing here for me? What would they like to walk away with? And, and I think those kind of uh, ways of saying thank you are the most meaningful because you can, you know, having... Having you say, you know, we had, for example, we had Warwick come along and host our thing and we had technical issues and he sorted them. It was no drama. We loved him. Da 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 da. Like that's, that's, that's money in the bank for yes. me. Uh, whereas a nice bottle of wine that's entertaining and I might enjoy it, but you know, that, that's it. <laughs> that's a great point. Uh, I noticed Darren Rouse has joined us. Darren, welcome to the call, as a few other people have as well. We have an open seat. If you'd like to jump on, we'd love your opinion. It's how to say thanks or how to show the love, not just to the speaker, also to the event organiser, uh, also to um, other people involved in your events. And I know, Darren, you run you know, ProBlog as a massive event. Uh, I would be very interested in how you say... <laughs> we wanted to find out from you how to say thanks, not you, you asking us. Uh, we've covered some good stuff, really good stuff. Um, I think Mel Kettle would say the way to say thanks to her is to get her to speak at ProBlogger. Would, <laughs> would that be right, Mel? Um, so what other what other thank yous or appreciation do you think um, needs to happen in events that isn't happening? Oh, oh, you know, look, just before you before I answer that question Warwick I was just thinking you, you know all this talk has created a, an interesting um, idea you know most speakers will have on their website an area where you can download their topics where you can download their intro where you can access you know high resolution images what's to um, stop you having something there that says um, you know, gift ideas, thank you gift ideas. If you're looking for something for Warwick, please know, although he, um, he'd prefer not to receive bottles of wine, your thanks is enough. Um, but in the event that you do want to give him a gift, these are some things that would be really meaningful to him. Because the other thing also is there'll be some people going, mate, we're paying him thousands yeah. of dollars. Why the hell should I give him a, a gift? And so... There is there is that yeah, balance. Yeah, and you really don't necessarily want to come out and say, "Hey, by the way, you're paying me, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to do this event." Um, and you know, if you're going to get me a gift, please don't get me a bottle of wine. But if you have that there, and and it's a little bit more obvious as part of your speaker pack that perhaps you you provide. Like I'm I'm still waiting for the yeah. day where I can have a rider, and on my rider it says <laughs> brown M and M's. You don't have a rider yet. <laughs> well, I love what Amanda says, which me. is, yeah, <laughs> I love what Amanda says. The best way for a speaker to thank the event organizer is to submit the presentation by the due date. I got to tell you, from event okay. organizer's point of view, they're not half the time they're not trying to audit your presentation. They just want to get their ducks in a row so that they know that AV problems are minimized. Yeah. And I think. That is the best way to say thank you is to be professional, be on time. And as a speaker, another one, and as an MC, and this annoys me, is the best way to say thank you is to stick Absolutely. to your time limit. It is so – it's almost offensive to go yeah, over yeah. your time. And I've seen people go, it's all right, it's only another Very five cool. minutes. And it's like, dude, it's 
No, it's stop, dead, done. So, um, and yeah, and Darren, you know, you're, t- you're trying to carry something home. Like I saw once someone get this, um, unless it's a significant event, because sometimes, for example, um, the uh, as many of you who are listening know, um, I'm uh, the National Vice President of Professional Speakers Australia, and um, I go to a couple of the different conferences by the Global Speakers Federation. Yes, thank you for bowing hail unto me. And um, when I went to the conference in the States, the retiring president there was given a guitar, like a huge guitar. And for him, because it was a two-year service deal and he did quite a lot, it was an appropriate gift and he was happy to carry yeah. it home. David has said someone's given them a uh, – uh, sorry, not David, Darren <laughs> – a meter-wide frame picture from the US and it cost 200 bucks to get home. So if your thank yes. you gift costs you money, there's something <laughs> – that's not well thought out. And, and look, and I've seen it done where they're like, here, look at this magnificent gift. We will ship it. Don't worry about that. And so that's fine because you're taking the problem away, but it is about that consideration. And I think to your other question too, Warwick, about what other thank yous need to be involved in an event. I, look, I see you doing it, but I see a lot of other MCs not doing it. Understanding what the attendees have gone through to get here. <laughs> now, that could be whatever situation. It could be uh, a Monday night and it's 8 o'clock. It could be... Um, seven o'clock in the morning and, and they've had to drop off kids with other people or whatever it might be, understanding their situation and saying, you know, thank you very much for making it through the rain, you know, but but thank you for the reason, for a specific uh, identification of what they've gone through. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it really is, and I think this gets back to the point that Donna said well before, is being very good at listening and understanding what are people here for, what have they had to go through? And just being aware of, you know, what's the weather like outside? You know, people have you know, had to, if it's bucketed down rain last minute and it was supposed to be summer because, you know, it's Melbourne and that can happen, <laughs> you know, just acknowledging, mate, you've had to fight through the storms. And it is that identifying the elephant in the room and, and being appreciative of it. Um, so, I, and I think one of the things that I see a lot in the event industry is people quite happily will take money from sponsors and exhibitors and then not really show them the relevant amount of thank you. Um, And sometimes thank you in terms of just the attention. And this is like delegates, delegates who want a lower price of entry and yet the major sponsors, are like, oh, beauty, they bought me dinner, good, we're free grog, yay, without going up and just saying thank you or or taking the time to go find out, you know, maybe their product could help. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's a big one because... Sponsors are huge parts of uh, any major event. And, uh, uh, is there tricks to that work? I mean, you you are the expert in this space. How do you how do you yeah. help people? I hope so. He's got a sign behind him that says "Exhibiting and Sponsorship Institute." <laughs> That's it. Um, <laughs> the expert. He's got a sign behind him. <laughs> <laughs> and look. It- at the end of the day, it's like any skill. It's the basics. It's getting the basics right. So it's being aware of what's going on. It's understanding what are the problems they're going to have beforehand and helping them identify them. Part of it is, and this is what I, you know, I work with the Exhibiting Sponsorship Institute in training organizations so that they are not just expecting we get the money from you, you get a booth, thanks very much. It is looking at how do we extend that value? How do we train you so that you'll get the most value out of the event? How do we help you set up for success? So all of a sudden, you've got all these event partners. So your sponsors, your exhibitors, your delegates, your organizers, your AV, your greeters, your hotel, your accommodator, like everything, we're event partners. So that if we make this event, I get they've paid for their room, but if you give really good service, when they want to go on a holiday, where do you think they'll think of? 
I get, you know, AV nowadays can be so complicated. Everyone rocks up and goes, oh, I've got a new Surface Pro. I just want to plug straight in and use my laser thing on it. Can you, that, That'll be fine, won't it? You've got two minutes notice. And the AV guys are just like, oh, this is why Amanda was saying, I, you know, I want your presentation beforehand. Not because I care what you're doing. I want to make sure I can get my ducks in a row. And if you need to change a few things, fine, because I've got to do a dry run the day before and get that, that happening. Um, so it really is about that that connection. And doing stuff like Darren saying, you know, with a speaker, they have a speaker dinner to say personal yeah, thank yeah. you. If you're taking 20, 30, 40, 50 grand from an exhibitor or as a major sponsor, surely you would take them out for a drink. They're paying for it. They've given you the money anyway. <laughs> Take them out for a, for a drink, a dinner, a celebration, a something. Um, I know different events will every year honour the platinum sponsor and give them this, you know, big trophy thing that you know they've paid for with their sponsorship to show that they're a sponsor because they can then get more value out of it. Stick it in the office, put it on social media, take the photo. So it's how do I make the money stretch out and get better value? Because at the end of the day, and this gets back to the question that we talked about earlier. Why are you saying thank you? What's the outcome you're after and, and what do you expect from it? So if it's, we're saying thank you to our sponsors because A, we appreciate it, but B, we want them to come yeah, back. Yeah. You know, it's five times easier to sell to an existing customer than to get a new one, yet we don't seem to treat our existing customers okay. Same kind That's of thing. That, that idea of um, uh, if you're, if, if, if something goes wrong, it spreads like wildfire versus, you know, uh, the positive uh, comments that you get from people, you don't get that many. Uh, uh, and we don't yeah. want to necessarily talk about horror stories, but I saw this one uh, in, like last year at the, the Bridal Expo of all places where uh, an exhibitor, and I won't name names, was asked to not talk about their photography services because there were too many photographers at the event. And so they were allowed to talk about the retouching services that they do. Yeah. Now, the name of their yep. business had photography in it. So... The, the .com.au that they had on the signage had that on there. And so the event organiser came up and ripped it off the wall. And not just ripped it off, but those these are stuck on letters. You know, he's like, oh. <laughs> um, and I think they're going to lose a good you know, 20, 30 stands of people who just watched him do that, just going, oh. <laughs> and all yeah. he had to do was just I mean, like, you know, a little differently, exactly like you were talking about before, Donna, a little bit better communication. Yeah, and and it really is like an event like that, and I've you know dealing with expos, you do get people be like, man, we have too many photographers, so we need to focus. But oh, it's fun. that's pre-planning. Focus, but photographers. Yeah, hey, I do what I can. <laughs> but but it is, you know, it really is looking at saying, okay, when it comes to registrations, you know, we will take. 10 photography particularly for bridles like bridles you're going to get the videographers photographers here it's a big market for them because they charge a lot so they it's worthwhile limit it so that you're not having it becoming the bridal photography kind of <laughs> but if you're going to take their money and you've accepted um, them in then you've already made that decision and yeah you know, after the fact trying for sure like for me i'd be going back that's almost a triple c non-deliver of of um you know what you yeah. promised you know it's breach of contract so you'd be looking at that kind Pretty of sure. stuff all right, we've got about five minutes to go, and um, and I want to show the love to everyone who's on the call by respecting your time and not and going over. And you get over. a car, and you get so a car. So what I'd like car. to do, <laughs> you get a car, of course Thanks, you do. Oprah. Everyone, it's like Santa trophies for all yeah. my friends. Um, so what I'd like to to have you consider is and and share your thoughts, and this is for people who are not on the video but online as well. Uh, we're all going to Australia. Woohoo! Thank you. We're already here. Um, 
is what do you think the future holds in terms of how can we, we as speakers in our business, not have people show us thanks, but show our appreciation to, to the, all the different parties in the, in the events industry better? How can we do that? That's not a slimy, here's my picture and everything's all fabulous, um, but something that genuinely shows our appreciation. Donna, you can go first. I think it's... Uh, comes back to what we said before about knowing who you're working with. I think if you've got thousands of organisations that you're working with, it's going to be a challenge, but you need some sort of contact management system where you can put in those special things that you um, you know about that particular client. Maybe they've got a fur baby, the kids, uh, you know, they're into the tennis, they play golf, that sort of stuff. Uh, and, and being mindful and selective about the things that you do. And, and in fact, you know, maybe creating some sort of strategy whereby you thank them, but you don't actually thank them at the time of the event. Um, you know, you might send a nice handwritten card, but you might send something a couple of months later that says, hey, I just wanted to let you know, so that you're not one of many. Again, you're looking for ways to stand out. And you, and like I said, you yeah. know, I, um, I don't run a sophisticated contact management system because I think for what I do, it's unnecessary, but I can just put comment notes in my cards related to clients saying, um, you know, this person's got a fur baby whose name's Lenny, Lenny's four months old and put the date in there and all of those sorts of things. Or knowing that, um, you know, that person's just come back from a, a holiday to Disneyland and they took their young kids with them. You know, I can talk about what holiday have you got planned next or, or maybe I see an article on Disneyland that I can send to them. And it's, it's not just for the sake of it, but it's being mindful of the fact that, you know, um, really, really today have to build relationships, particularly yeah. if you're not a celebrity brand, you need to build relationships. And, yes, that might mean that, you know, if it's a conference, you're not back every year, but that's okay. You know, can you partner with somebody who does something that's complementary to what you do and, you know, you can maybe do year, year about yeah, yeah, and the other Russell, side. What are your thoughts? Yeah. You got a minute? Yeah, um, be easy to work with. <laughs> it's not all about you. It's about the entire event. So, um, uh, how what? can you help others? How can you uh, make it easy for the people around you? Uh, don't be an asshole. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's, there's no need to be any of these things. I thought we had one minute to go. All so right, I and, and I, words. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's great. I like it. I like it. And, this, and like that goes back. I did a blog post, you know, a while ago talking about a no dickhead policy. And I think part of that is don't yeah. be one. You don't need to. Just be easy to buy, so easy great. to work with, and uh, you'll build relationships along the way, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Hey, everyone, thank you so much for coming along. We hope you got a bit, a bit, bit of value about out of this today. Um, we've got previous versions of the Get More Speaker Success blog happening at getmorespeakersuccess.com. Head on over there and you'll see some of the blabs and some of the other comments, etc. Uh, if you have any questions regarding what we've talked about today, you want some different ideas, uh, Darren, as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking for you to thank your guys, it's about blogging. It might be how can you... Um, Maybe give him a get a sponsor to give him a microphone and a keyboard or something that's relevant that's a bit of fun and different. Who knows? Any questions? Let us know. Uh, until then, see you next month for Get More Speaker Success Blab. Thanks everyone for joining in. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at GetMoreSuccess.com. 
That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and we hope you can get more success.